0: Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Profit to the Nation, Autumn Miller's podcast. There will there will not be any um, commercials on this live. Um, we are trying to get this whole 48 minutes in without being cut off. So I'm going to jump right into it. I came across this yesterday and I thought I should share it with my audience. Um, the direction of the United States. I, I love it how God has the right people out here to break all this down for us, what's happening and what means what. And some of you might agree, some of you might not, some of you might disagree. But really, are we woke? Are we woke up to what's really happening, what's going on, in the direction of our country and how to um, prepare biblically, spiritually and naturally? in jesus name so this is why i share some of this stuff and also as a prophetic person we we get into all this because it helps us understand what god has shown us in in times and season so hopefully you guys can hear this i'm going to take a minute and share this out on other platforms you if you could hit the share button for me that would be great um let me just share this real quick cast let's see it's really good i I think this information will open up your eyes and for futuristic things know how to politically do things know how to spiritually naturally all that just it's just it's really real out here and um i've been talking about supporting farmers and especially after listening i'm going to come back and play this segment and then play another segment but we really need to support our local farmers. Find out who your local farmers are. Um, I, it seems like we we don't want to know the truth. What's going on in our country? And even though Satan's trying to dress up the truth like he always does, uh, we need to know the truth. And people and God got people out here that's going to expose the truth. And it may not. It may be some of the people we some of our favorite people. We may not say well, no. That can't be true. You know they all say that no. Put it together if it agrees with your spirit you know that you know that you know it's it's the truth so let's get right into it i want to hold up too much time because last time they cut off my podcast so i want to make sure we get it all in here today in jesus name so let's get right 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 into it hold on let me turn it up here
1: Yes, the torch of Lady Liberty symbolizes what exactly our dream. is the American dream.
0: What does the American dream mean to you? I'm looking for scrap,
1: hustler, <laughs> guys who are willing to roll for sea. It is that lady who gives us our great and special place in
2: the world. That's the American dream. It's not the American dream.
1: We believe in the same dream that says anything is possible. Anybody can attain it. That's what it's about. In America, you can say anything you want. I will let somebody tell you you can't do something. The beacon of freedom and opportunity that draws the people of the world. No country on earth comes close.
2: Well, that's all about to change.
1: I'm not out to punish anyone. All I'm asking is you pay your fair share.
2: America's traditional economic capabilities are powerful and strong. And there's a reason why this country is a shining city on the hill for all others around the world with dreams of nearly financial success because up until recently breaking news reports are now coming in that fact checkers and dems are threatening to ban this innocent joe our at times very imperfect capitalist society allowed for nearly anyone to chart their own course. There's nothing more free than that. But freedom is slipping through our fingers faster than you may realize because these radicals are systematically trying to tear down our nation and they are getting dangerously close to success. Tonight, back at the chalkboard, I'll show you how they are tearing down our economy. What you need to do And why your way of life may soon dramatically change. Tonight, the United States of Venezuela. How to prepare for our economic collapse. I think I just wet myself a little bit. That was kind of scary. Um, Hello, America. Welcome to the program. I want to talk to you about a completely different world that you are already in. Um, but you don't know it quite yet. You feel it. Um, you've experienced things that you've not felt before. You've uh, How many times have you heard in the last year or so? Yeah, it'll be, you know, six months, or I don't know when that will be coming in. Americans have always been a fast food kind of place. <laughs> I've been to several fast food restaurants that are now closed. Um, they can't even get help. It is bizarre. This is not the America any of us knew just even two years ago. So what is happening? Because it's more than just the pandemic. What's happening? Your country, I believe, is being dismantled piece by piece. I said this about 15 years ago, that you, if you can't bring the world up to American standards, well, then there will be those who will suggest that it's not fair. And so we'll have to bring America down to the world's standards. That is exactly what is happening right now. And I believe in a few things, and I think you do too. So tonight I'm going to show you how they're being dismantled and what you can do about it. But let me first show you the world that is the new normal. This is what you should expect. Much, much lower living standards. Um, To the point of really uh, no ownership of things. Much lower living standards. Shortages, we're already seeing them. But beef and fruits will become a luxury item. Black and brownouts, I'm going to show you, it's just so obvious what is coming. Black and brownouts, uh, savings, your savings devalued with equity as much as maybe 60%. Zero privacy in your banking, collective rules, you're just going to have to do what everybody says to do. Schools are going to become nothing but learning centers for activism and how to work for a corporation. No ownership and no one to blame and no one to vote vote out. Wow, I don't want to live in that country, do you? So let me show you how they're doing it. First, let's start with the president's speech just last week. Watch. I believe we're
1: at an inflection point in this country. One of those moments where the decisions we're about to make can change, literally change the trajectory of our nation for years and possibly decades to come. I'm not out to punish anyone. I'm a capitalist. If you can make a million or a billion dollars, that's great. God bless you. All I'm asking is you pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Just like middle class folks do. But that isn't happening now. It would ask just for two pieces of information from the banks of these folks. That amounts the amounts that come into their bank accounts and what amounts <clears throat> go out of their bank accounts. So that the wealthy can no longer hide what they're making.
2: Oh and they can shoot. finally
1: begin to pay their fair share of what oh, they owe.
2: Man, he's got us now. Oh, everybody, oh, if you're a millionaire, a billionaire He's got you. He's got you. He's going to look at every single thing that comes in or out. Anything in or out over $600. That's how you get the rich right there. Now, let me give you a few problematic statements here. First of all, I love the assumption that every single wealthy American is trying to hide from the government and not pay taxes. It it sounds like you're in a drug cartel, which he probably knows really well because he's been helping them make all kinds of money down on the border through human trafficking, but that's a different story. It is not true. It is not true that people are trying to get out of income tax. Legally, sure. Sure. Legally, I'll do what I am owed, what you're owed, and what I have to pay. I'm not going to pay more. You waste all of my money. First of all, let's also look at the lie that he was just saying. It's time for you to pay your fair share. Let's look at the top 1%. They earned more than $540,000 each, so something above that. They earned 21% of all U.S. income that's pretty bad. Wow. It's all that money's going to them, except they paid 40 percent of all federal income taxes. That's one percent that makes 20 percent that's paying 40 percent of all income taxes. How much more is the fair share if you expand that to the top 10 percent? Now, that's meaning everybody who is making one hundred and fifty two thousand dollars a year and above. They earned 48% of all U.S. income. They paid 71% of all federal income taxes. 71%, the top 10 is paying 71%. Please don't throw the middle class into the faces of those guys when they're paying 71%. Second of all, when somebody insists on telling you, "No, no, no, I'm a capitalist, you're probably not a capitalist, okay? Also, President Biden is right about one thing he said. America is at an inflection point, quote, one of those moments where the decisions we're about to make can change literally change the trajectory of our nation for years and possibly decades to come. No joke. We are about to change. We are on the precipice of something, but we are talking destructive change. I showed you a minute ago what we're going to look like. Let me show you what our lifelines were. What made America great? What was it that made us great? Why did we become this super powerhouse? Well, if you look at history, especially in the 20th century, um, you'll find a few things. But some of these date all the way back to the founding of America and are unique. First of all, we have had abundant energy, we have cheap and stable energy, and we're generally independent. For the first time, fully independent after the Trump administration, or during the Trump administration. Second, we had abundant labor. We had people with with light regulation. If you wanted to start your own business, an entrepreneur, it was great. Then we had land and farming. This comes to private ownership families. We were independent. Farming is local. That's how we fed the world. Strong dollar. We had the gold reserve. Uh, We were the world's reserve currency. We had low regulation, low tax. And the most important one, I think, is rule of law. We were united. We were stable. We were ethical, generally speaking. We were just and principled. Not all the time, But we tried to be. We we strove for that. We used to be embarrassed if somebody found us, you know, uh, doing something wrong. Now nobody even cares. So how are they taking this all apart? Well, it's it's not going to be a surprise to you, but let me just throw this out. Now, remember, this is in just a couple of months. This is like eight months of this administration. Imagine how bad it will be after four years. So abundant energy, cheap, stable and independent. Not anymore. Our energy independence uh, and the fact that we could do it ourselves as individuals used to be a virtue, Um, but we don't want to be that way anymore. I guess we want to be a global partner. But didn't we just learn from COVID that independence was really important? We couldn't even get our own PPEs. Nobody, Nobody in the administration, they're talking about destroying all this, but none of them are talking about, hey, can we get our medicine back? Can we probably make our medicine here? Nope. No, we're not doing that. We're not to be independent. They are turning this country into Venezuela. Biden administration took energy independence for the very first time, and they began doing things like shutting down the XL pipeline. Uh, Then they shut down the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, which has all kinds of stuff in it. What happened? Gas prices started to go up. It's up a buck. One dollar, more than one dollar since this guy got into office. So that'll make people. Well, I think American only cares if the mainstream media covers things. So they haven't been covering gas prices. So I don't know if we're all that upset, but it's not going to go well. That's why Biden went to OPEC and begged OPEC. We were energy independent. He begged OPEC to boost oil production. To help combat the rising gas prices. You know what OPEC said? No. No. We're going to give more of that oil to uh, Asia. So, no. Oh. We have no clout. No clout. And we have no electricity. Uh, I mean, no no oil or gas. Um, and, by the way, it's a good thing because we're not going to need all that nasty oil because we have new cars and they'll all be electric, all be electric by 2030. If you're a car guy, I'm a, kind of a quasi car guy. Jay Leno really screwed my life up. Um, I've been paying attention to cars. Do, do you know that the last of the real engines, the last ones are being built this year? Everything will be a hybrid going forward to here. By 2030, they think, only Bugatti, and they're not even sure about that, will be all electric. No combustion engines. Wow, well, that's great because, you know, that's wonderful because that's, wow, really? Really? Where are we going to get all that electricity? Because we're also banning coal plants. Let me show you a quote from an MSNBC or CNBC host, Kelly Evans. This was on the 1st of September about the huge power problem on the horizon for America. And I quote, every household and business on the planet right now should be thinking hard about how they get power, how good their backup options are the mushy middle of this global energy transition could be a very uncomfortable place to be.
0: You got one commercial,
2: guys. Hold on. Sorry. Don't you think that should be one of the big things we're talking about? <laughs> instead, of, instead of vaccine mandates, don't you think that we should be talking about a global energy prices because of the mushy middle. You know, that transitionary period where you don't really have it fixed yet. We, we were a great country because we had cheap and stable energy. When you go to other countries that have rolling blackouts, when you go to California and have rolling blackouts, you can't do business like that. You can't do business like a third world country, but that's where we're headed. Going green really means you gotta be dependent. Dependent really on our adversaries, especially China. China gives us our computer chips, that's Uh, a bad idea. Battery components, really bad idea. Solar wind components, they dominate all of those markets. China is by far the world's number one exporter of both solar panels and the main components for making solar, solar panels. Eight of the top 10 solar-powered companies in the world are Chinese. Only one is an American. 22 years ago, before the Obama nightmare, all of that, U.S. companies made 22% of the world's solar panels. Now, 1% made in America. 95% of solar modules rely on one primary material called solar-grade polysilicon. Wow. Wow. Polysilicon. You know who makes 80% of the world's polysilicon? Yeah. And 45%, just as a bonus, 45% of that 80% come from the Xinjiang region of China. That's where they keep all the concentration camps. Oh, I can't wait to get my power from that. Now, General Electric is still number one in the world for wind turbine manufacturing, but Goldwyn, a Chinese company, is ranked second. In fact, seven out of the top ten wind power companies in the world are Chinese. Last year, over half of the world's newly installed wind power came from China, all built in China. Now we're further forfeiting our mineral power to China. I mean, first of all, we've got to do some central planning here on the electric cars. And then we get to Afghanistan. Their vast resource of rare earth metals estimated to be worth between one and three trillion dollars. Wow, that's enough to buy a nuke. Um, yeah, we just kind of gave that to China. Now, these metals vital to the electric vehicle production. Isn't that great? But it's going to be good because it's going to be good for the planet, even though it takes more uh, and burns more CO2 and leaves that in the atmosphere than you know a regular car does. But don't think about that. Let me talk about BlackRock because they are going to be very instrumental uh, on changing the world because BlackRock, man, I love them. I do. There was just a story about BlackRock and Citibank, and they just said – that BlackRock, Inc. and other major financial institutions, Citigroup, um, they are going to put an end to coal power. Love this. So get rid of oil, natural gas, fracking, and coal power, and then introduce the world to a new electric car. China... Put 38.4 gigawatts of new coal capacity, the fired capacity, coal fire, into operation last year. That's more than three times the amount built elsewhere around the world. And that, uh, they say, undermines the short-term climate goals. Oh, darn it. Nearly all of the 60 new coal plants planned in Eurasia, South America, and Africa, uh, 70 gigawatts of coal power in all, are financed exclusively by chinese banks wait a minute so china is just expanding coal power and they're loaning the money and building these coal-fired plants all around the world and blackrock and citigroup are saying we're not going to anymore loan any money to anybody who does anything dirty like that china meanwhile is like we'll do it so wow does this sound like game over so BlackRock, quoting, and other financial institutions are working on plans to accelerate the closure of coal-fired plants in Asia in a bid to phase out on the use of the worst man-made contributors to chi- climate change, quoting, the world cannot possibly hit the Paris climate targets unless we accelerate the retirement and replacement of existing coal-fired electricity. This is especially true in Asia, where existing coal fleets are big and young, and otherwise would operate for decades. Oh, yeah, if we just built a new coal fire plant, can you imagine? Oh, we'd be all in saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we've got another 40 years on that plant. We're going to close it down. They're not going to. In contrast to the U.S., China uses 10 times more coal and natural than natural gas. In 2020, China built over three times as much new coal capacity as all other countries on Earth combined equal to one large coal plant per week. In 2020, they commissioned 73.5 gigawatts of new coal plant proposals, which is over five times the rest of the world combined. So what does that give you? That gives you shortages of almost everything. Power outages, shortage of gas, shortage of oil, mm. um, shortage of really anything fruit, fruit, I mean, shortages of everything because it's got to be shipped from someplace. You know what it sounds like? And this is literally their model is California. But I just want to tell you, California is not far enough. They're not done in California. Oh, they've got more damage to do. Remember, these are the same people when the world was inside for COVID lockdowns last year, when everything was closed, nobody was driving emissions were way down. I can see the Himalayas. It still isn't meeting the, the Paris Climate Accords. It's still not good enough for them. That's energy. Gone from America. Next. <laughs>
0: Yeah, here, guys. Hold Last
2: on. week, Morgan Stanley put a warning out that stocks could fall 15 percent before the end of the year. Hmm. Why? Well, China is realizing ghost cities aren't a good investment. Kind of highlights the need to balance and protect your portfolio. And if all that wasn't bad enough, the CPI inflation rate reported above five percent for the fourth month in a row in 2008. The markets only survived three months in a row before, of over 5% before they crashed. You remember how that went, right? Precious metals perform well, uh, and you can protect yourself in times of excess inflation. And I have evidence that was just handed to me right before I went on the air from the Fed. I'm going to talk about this later on in the show. Uh, they're, uh, Yeah, they're saying, you know what? We're going to maybe raise interest rates pretty soon. What? Over a year early? Huh. Why? Inflation. Please call Goldline now. one goldline or goldline.com. Goldline.com. Call them. 866-GOLDLINE. We got a commercial. One second, guys. A pixel One second. Here we go. Okay. The entrepreneurial spirit, the American workforce, um, working hard, thinking things through, generally non-union labor, all of these things were huge factors in building America. We were educated, entrepreneurial spirit, light regulation, non-union, union when we had to be because somebody was just stepping on somebody else's neck. There's a balance between um the corporation and the workers that we don't ever seem to find we we always go one way or the other too far well let me tell you they are gutting this right now it is gutting you have stifled the entrepreneurs you've stifled the ability to build wealth entrepreneurs because of the pandemic rules a lot of them are out and they've lost everything everything. Uh, you know, they didn't get really bailed out today. Our local stores, I couldn't go to Ace Hardware because God forbid my local Ace Hardware was open. That would have been a germ factory, but Home Depot was good. Progressives obsess with all of this stuff. They obsess with class warfare and redistribution, and they never mention the fact that the 400 wealthiest Americans, 67% of that, created their own wealth, and they started as an entrepreneur. That is the American dream. I can come with nothing, and I can have an idea, and I can build it. Eight out of the ten richest Americans started their own business. So what do we do? Well, we got to put the entrepreneurial spirit to, uh, to death. Uh, what we need to do is make sure everybody is in a union, the PRO Act, Protecting the right to organize—it's a problem. Among several terrible provisions, this act would override states' right-to-work laws, forcing you to pay a union due whether you want to join a union or not. Okay, what else could we do? Well, we could just gut the heart out of America and, and get people just to just to be opening up veins for UBI. UBI. This is AOC. You know. Let me, let me give you this. Did you know that according to the latest study, and this is from the Bureau of Labor, you remember when Mitt Romney said, well, you'll never get the 47% to go along with this because 47% didn't pay taxes. Hmm. Do you know how many people don't pay taxes now? 61% last year. 61% did not pay Taxes. Not that they, you know, got around it. They didn't have to. Sixty one percent. Thirty nine percent is now floating this country. And it wouldn't be bad if it was like, well, that was covid. No, 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 no. With UBI, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get America to stop being this. It destroys the workforce, and you're seeing it, every local restaurant, anyone trying to hire. You know, we have 11 million good jobs open right now. Nobody cares. <laughs> then you have the supply chain problems.
0: Mm.
2: You know, in the, the Port of Los Angeles, I was just reading this morning, Port of Los Angeles, uh, to have one cargo ship out in the water waiting to get into the port was a very big deal. We have almost 90 cargo ships waiting to get into the port, just to the port of Los Angeles. All, that's why you don't have stuff, okay? The lack of factory labor, the, the lack of drivers, uh, the distribution centers have worker shortage, everything. And that all adds up to more and more empty shelves and long waits for ordered items. This is the new normal. As of last month, here are the percentages of U.S. businesses reporting domestic supply chain disruptions in various sectors. In manufacturing, 64%. Retail, 60%. Construction, 60%. Accommodation, food services, 51%. Are you kidding me? I went into a store with my wife. Help me. I went into a pottery barn. Please, somebody. Dear Lord, help me. Anyway, um, I went in, and she wanted to buy some stuff, and, and I said, can I just put this in the back of the guy? She said, oh, no, you can't take that as a floor model. And I said, I don't care. It's a floor model. She said, no, no, we're not getting anything. We don't know when the next delivery is coming. We have to have something on the floor we can sell. Are you kidding me? This is America? Well, then, remember, the idea... In America. You might be poor, but you can have an idea. You can be a hard worker. You can build your own business. You can uh, build.
0: Okay, one second, guys.
2: You're worth more. But if you buy business, oh, they're going to put you out of business. If you buy a home, well, God help you, because now you're an evil landlord and you can't evict anyone this is disastrous a disastrous idea there's lots of talk about the current housing crisis but we will only get worse when there is no incentive to build apartments houses if you're going to have you know people that just live there and squat and you can't get them out zero incentive unless you're a company like oh wait a minute who is buying up all of the houses at 50% the asking price just recently? Yeah, that's right. BlackRock. So what else are they doing? Biden's new vaccine mandate. It's going to be a drag on businesses cost-wise, attorney-wise, everything else, as well as impact hiring and retraining, uh, retraining people. It's going to be a, a nightmare. A nightmare. So what have they done? Well, Out of the five important things that has made America great, we've now seen they're going to take apart energy. They're already doing it. They're dismantling the American uh, spirit of work hard, you know, have something that you own, have an idea, build a business, do it yourself. These people say they're capitalists, but they actually believe you didn't build this. The collective did. Half of the country knows that's a lie. But I wish it was just this, because next we go to land and farming. Land and farming.
0: Now, this is good because we have a farm. The American Farm Farm
2: Bureau Federation, the U.S. food and agricultural sectors are responsible for roughly one fifth of our economic activity. They support 23 million jobs. They represent nearly 15 percent of all U.S. employment. Under current law, if you're a farmer. And you're like, well, I've owned this since 1871, when my grandpappy, uh, Joe Robinette Biden, had it with slaves on the plantation. Once that guy dies, the estate has to pay federal estate taxes. As of 2021, up to $11.7 million in assets per individual are exempted from the state tax. So in other words, if your grandpappy bought it from Joseph Rabinet, he paid a whole $10 and he didn't want any of the slaves he owned that. But now you have to pay all of the the uh, taxes for all the money from the $5 to what it's worth today. Right now, you can you can uh, you're allowed to take what's called fair market value as the basis in your property tax for your debt tax. It's called a stepped up basis. Stepped up basis allows people to avoid capital gains taxes because you're a farmer and you make nothing. Right. But this year two democratic proposals change all that. Can you guys hear sensible taxation? I love this sensible taxation and equity promotion act. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that doesn't say anything with the word equity in it, run. Mm-hmm. It's eliminating the stepped-up basis of the death tax for the farm owners, which would mean the heir would have to pay taxes on all of the increase in property value. Another act uh, that is going in by Bernie Sanders called the uh, For the 99.5% Act That would decrease all of that from $11 million to $3.5 million, which would mean a lot more farmers have to pay estate taxes. You know, unless dad doesn't die. If dad dies, you're in trouble. If dad doesn't die, don't worry about your farm. This would mean the average farm would incur 1.3, sorry, 1.43 million dollars in new tax liabilities. Ah, my kids have that just laying around. These new death taxes on farms will cause the family farm to go away. But don't worry. Don't worry. The government's there. I got a note from one of the guys that lives in my community up in Idaho. It's a farming community, about 500 people. The FSA, the Farm Service Agency, that's local elected officials. They work with the farmers, work with the local office to deal with local issues. You know, they're, you know, we need some federal dollars to, you know, go to this farmer or that farmer, blah, blah, blah. The federal government just came in and got rid of all those people. They're gone. Wow. Um, so now the federal government is doing it. They disbanded all of the local committees. They locked down the office. They put an armed guard at the, uh, at, the, uh, at the office, an armed guard. There's 500 people in town, and they had a standoff. That's what the Fed said. They had a standoff with a group of farmers with the Fed running the office claiming it was an angry mob. Oh, my gosh. i
0: want
2: going to show you this. This is really, really important. This is from the World Economic Forum. I want to show it to you um, because it is so insane that I can't believe it is actually true. Um, we have uh, the rewrite the playbook for collective action. Wow. Three urgent actions that they have to do to be able to have inclusive, sustainable solutions for food. So they're going to rewrite the playbook for collective action. I don't even know what the collective action. what, What are you talking about? Think, for example, they say. Think, for example, the collective power of 100 million farmers incentivized to adopt regenerative farming practices, not just to reduce the impact on the environment, but to undo past damage and allow the sector to be both carbon neutral and carbon positive. I like that they have incentives for people to do that. It's kind of a little nudge. Then companies can drive that as an operating principle through their supply chains, and several billion consumers are incentivized to choose healthier, nutritious, zero-waste, and environmentally conscious food through a variety of inspiring, transparent, and trusted networks and approaches. Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to vomit there's so much bullcrap in that. They say current food and land use systems cause up to 30% of total greenhouse gas emissions. Beef, chicken, pork, you know. The current COVID crisis, uh, crisis has underscored the necessity to retool, quote, the entire food system to enable digitalization and data driven transformation. These uh, m- new methods will be linked to dynamic country and regional in- innovation hubs. So, in other words, You'll have one hub that's for America and then another hub that's for North America. So they're getting right down to the nitty gritty. They're talking to the people who are actually doing it. Uh, And it can be tailored to individual countries needs that benefits. The benefits are being evenly distributed. The benefits are evenly distributed and do not create unintended consequences. How could you possibly make a statement like that? Let me tell you everything's gonna be even, that's a bad idea, that sounds like communism, uh, but it's all, don't worry, it's not communism, this is all centrally planned, and you've got your local Washington bureau to you know, talk to there, so that's local, it's not central planning, it's some big place like that. This is the Great Reset. It is the biggest transfer of wealth, the biggest transfer of power, and because it's on a global scale, when it comes to farming, I promise you, the entire world will look like Venezuela if this happens. Wow. It will be the largest starvation event in all human history. People say, it's not fair. It's not working. The level of extreme poverty in this co- in the world, uh, the percentage was 42.2% of the world's population. The year before I graduated high school in 1981, almost half of the world was in extreme poverty. you know what that number is in 2018? 8.6%. Let me give you one more thing. One more thing. There's the Half Earth Project. Ever heard about it? This advocates to save humanity from the climate crisis progressives believe we're facing by setting aside half of the Earth in its natural state. Why am I bringing this up? Well, Because in late August, New Mexico's governor moved beyond Biden's 30 by 30 land protection agenda by signing an executive order conserving 30 percent of all of New Mexico's lands by 2030. Plus, another 20 percent right away are going to be set aside for climate stabilization areas. Did you vote for any of this? Did you vote for any of this or this? Because if you did, you should check yourself. If you even voted for Joe Biden but didn't know all this was coming, we need to stand together, kids. I'll show you how you can do it and actually make an impact coming up in a minute.
0: One second, guys. I'm going to switch out on the audio, too. We're almost through.
2: So two very massive developments in the world of crime. The first is that cyber criminals have learned that if they just refrain from twirling their mustaches, nobody will spot them. Way worse, they figured out how to steal your home right from beneath you. Uh, and they vanish right into thin air with it, leaving you penniless and without a home. One second, Doug. now, you don't even know it. First, the cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high-equity homes. So you've you've saved and you've put your money away in your home for a long time. Then they pull your home's online title. They forge your signature stating that you yeah, just sold them your home. They here. take out loans, and then they have your equity and like, and your house. Because when oh the sheriff comes, because the bank is it back because they never made the payments on that loan. I
0: like your comment, too. You lose too. the house
2: and the equity you had. Okay. It's bad, and really the only ones that are equipped to do anything about it and protect your most valuable asset is right here, HometitleLock.com. Register your address now. See if you're already a victim. Receive a complete title history of your home, $100 uh, value for free, HometitleLock.com.
0: Okay, here we go.
2: Breaking news.
0: The Democrats um, are back at it again, being ridiculous. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you share. We're almost through about About
1: half of the
2: overall increase in grocery prices can be attributed to a significant increase in prices in three products in beef, in pork and in poultry. And in beef and in pork, we've seen double digit increases in prices over the last
1: couple of months. Um, In fact, if you look at the category that uh, is
2: grocery prices, what economists call food at home, so food that is being uh, purchased uh, to eat at home, um, in a number of areas we've seen, if you take out those three categories, we've actually seen uh, price increases that are more in line with uh, historical norms. Well, if we just take all of the numbers of the passengers on the Titanic, there weren't really that many deaths. Um, Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Nobody wants to talk about inflation, but it is happening. And I want to give you this. This was given to me right before we went on the show. Federal Reserve on Wednesday, today, cleared the way to reduce its monthly bond purchases soon and signaled interest rates uh, increases may follow more quickly than expected. Uh, that means that they are going to raise the interest rates in 2022 and instead of 2023, which they had promised. So in a year earlier, that's not going to go well. Um, also, they said they 're going to stop buying things that means tapering the last time they tried it. The economy almost fell apart they 're only doing this because they know inflation is out of control. You know it. you absolutely know it. You know it every time you try to go in and and uh, buy anything, and you know that they are they 're killing you with taxes death tax, income tax capital gains tax, property tax, sales tax. That's wonderful. Uh, but by the way, you're going to get heavier taxes and you're going to get other things that you can and cannot do, financing you can and can't do with ESG. So that's going to put a crimp on there. But we have to know how you're spending your money. And remember, you've got to pay your fair share. That's why he wants people to uh, uh, banks to report on exactly what you're making. Uh, What you're putting in the bank, what you're spending. No, it's $600. That's not for the wealthy. That's for everybody. Did you know? Let me see if I can find this here. Did you know in the American Rescue Plan, there's a pesky little kind of sidebar in there that has eBay, Etsy, and other platforms reporting on small sellers for total transactions of $600 or more? You know, Mm -hmm. because of the rich. That's why between social credit, ESG, and no, absolutely no privacy in the bank's banking system at all, they're going to a digital dollar. I'm telling you right now, we had low regulation. That's going through the, world, the roof. We had the world's reserve currency. That's going to be gone very soon, I think. Um, we We had reasonable taxes. They're off the charts bad right now. And digital dollar. Digital dollar Digital dollar means the last time we have reset our currency, it means that people take a bath. You have a dollar saved. Say, have $100. When we change currency, they give you usually a year to change your currency, but your old dollar is not worth the same as the new dollar. The old dollar has been devalued. It's generally been about 60 cents on the dollar. So that means you lose 40% of whatever you had saved in dollars, okay? 40%. But the Fed now is talking about equity. So if you're a white man and you had a hundred dollars, you might only get forty cents for that dollar. But if you're a black Polynesian hermaphrodite in a wheelchair who also also likes to have sex with cats, you're in a very, very small group and you might get a hundred and ten cents for every dollar. It's going to be redistributive. And that's, that's such the American, such the American way. I don't see what could possibly go wrong. This is something that you really need to be concerned about. Uh, I'll show you five real quick. The, um, the rule of law and then some solutions when we come back. Let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Um, The Relief Factor can help you get rid of pain by getting rid of inflammation. I am so inflated from inflammation. I've been talking to the doctor. I'm like, all this inflammation. He's like, I think that's food, Glenn. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't know what you're even talking about. Uh, I want you to try Relief Factor problem. if you are in pain. Um, I didn't we listen mean, to the people follow. like me on TV. I was like, oh, it's a clown.
0: Hopefully, we don't get. Uh, I
2: didn't think it would work for me. I'm a guy who literally they can't keep down on an operating age? table. <laughs> I've woken up on the operating table two times before. It freaks the man. doctors out. It's great, but anyway, um, I didn't think it would work. Come on, inflammation, please. It worked for me, and I got my life back. Please try Relief Factor just for the three-week quick start trials. It costs you 20 bucks. If it doesn't work, stop taking it. But it should work within three weeks. If it does, continue to take it. Seventy percent of the people who try it for three weeks go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. Five is the secret to all of the fixes. It's the rule of law. We were united. We were stable. We were ethical. We were just. NATO is gone. France doesn't even take our calls anymore. Great Britain, (laughs) they're pissed off at us now. And internally, January 6th, insurrection, the defund the police, Antifa, the border crisis. We are a mess. All five of these uh, categories are all under attack and almost lost. So what do we do? If you don't like the new normal, you're going to have to do some things. And this is going to sound ridiculous in its simplicity, but it is true. Much lower living standards. Get used to it now. Cut your costs as much as you possibly can. Shortages of beef and fruits. Grow your own stuff, live in communities, start farmers markets, and store things. Black and brownouts are coming. What do you have as a backup? What can you use as a backup? Savings devalued with uh, equity, gold. I know people who are buying old cars, things like that. Zero privacy banking, go local. Collective rules, ESG, go local. Schools, activists, corporations, go local. Ownership, local. No one to blame, local. Local, local, local it is going to be individuals and community by community that we turn this tide and it is really super critical that we um, that we start to talk to our friends and our neighbors and we start to um, reach out to people that we thought never got along with us because you'd be surprised how many are feeling. Something's not right. Mm -hmm. And it's not. If they can break apart the American people and they can pit us against one another, which they've already done. And we allow our anger and don't trust the best things about us historically. Mm -hmm. The fact that we were united on certain principles, that we were ethical, that we were just not the country. Individuals, that cowboy handshake, if we can revive that and keep it in our local communities, help one another, prepare for this, maybe we can help others. Well, well I think the world starves to death uh, and chaos uh, comes. That's the way it usually happens when somebody tries to central plan our way out of something. It never really works out well. I'm going to go into some of these things a little bit more tomorrow on uh, radio, uh, and give you all of the information that I think is important on how you can how you can uh, play a role in the saving of your nation, and it's they're critical steps. I'm going to be outlining these on October 9th uh, for Mercury One. It's uh, it's the power of one is what I'm calling it. And I think that, uh, everything that I've ever done has led up to this. I think, I don't know, um, seems like it's the right time. And, uh, you can play a big role. If you'd like to be there, we'd love to have you there. Just find the in.
0: Okay. I'm going to stop it there, but I'm going to come back and share what, uh, I'm going to run out of time. Um, uh, the next information that he put out it was really good so i hope you guys enjoyed it thank you for tuning in to prophet to the nation and um you know this is what god has me on as far as china god woke me up to that so here's a little hello
3: this is pastor mark miller i'm prophetess autumn miller's husband and i just wanted to take a short minute here and ask if there's anybody out there that does not know jesus christ and who he is and would like to get to know him and have a personal relationship I would just ask you, if you would, wherever you're at right now, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and have broken your laws. I understand that my sin has separated me from you. I am sorry and I ask you to forgive me. I accept the fact that your son Jesus Christ died for me and was resurrected and is alive today. And here's my prayers. I now know my heart's open door and I invite Jesus in to become my Lord and Savior. I give him control and I ask that he would rule and reign in my heart so that his perfect will would be accomplished in my life. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Congratulations. If you prayed this prayer in all sincerity, you are now a child of God. That's right. You roll with God in the kingdom. However, there's still a few more steps that you need to do to follow up your commitment. That would be get baptized in full immersion in water as commanded by Christ. Tell someone else about your new faith in Christ. Spend time with God each and every day. Prayer and in the reading of the Bible, his word. Amen. You all have a blessed day.
0: Amen. Y'all have a blessed day. I don't want to get cut off. Come back and see me again. I'll be on a little later to give you all this information to know the direction that United States is headed in and what we need to do in Jesus name. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Prophet to the Nation, Autumn Miller. Please share. God bless and I'll see you again.